welcome you tonight to Tuesday Night Live. I'm Beverly Bilbo, and Garland and I are so glad that you've taken time to tune in and to share with us and to connect with us this evening. And we would just welcome you to this service. More importantly, before we ever came online, we've been welcoming the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we want you to know that we've already prayed for you. We prayed that you're going to feel his presence right there in your home and that your life is going to be encouraged tonight as a result of this time of sharing in the word. I have just a few things that I want to share with you uh, before we go uh, further um, into this broadcast tonight. And it's just a few things I would like to read to you. I have this quote from Graham Cook, and it says, Take your eyes off of the negative and you will disempower it. Wow. Everything that we're dealing with in our life, as we all know, and if you've followed our ministry at all, you're going to hear my husband talk about the passages from 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, where we talk about how that uh, it's so important what you dwell on, what you think on. It's vital. And so the enemy is constantly, Ephesians 6 tells us, the enemy is constantly shooting fiery darts our way, darts of, of thoughts, of discouragement, to overwhelm us, to, to get us off course. You know, we've been in a series this month on the supernatural, but, you know, we can't flow in the supernatural if we have not taken control of our thought life. And through Christ, we have that ability. So those fiery darts of thoughts are coming our way. But Christ has given us the ability to take authority over those. We can capture those darts. We can cast down those imaginations, as 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says. And, and Ephesians 6, where I'm also referring to tonight, goes on to talk about the armor of God, how we've got to put on the whole armor of God. And when we put on the whole armor of God, we are equipped to deal with every situation. I want to read a, a, a passage to you, a scripture to you, and then I'm going to read just a couple of more quotes, and then I'm going to turn it to my husband, and he's going to begin teaching, and we'll probably interact together some. But we want you to know from the onset of this broadcast that God has a miracle for you. For years, we would close our broadcast every night by saying, God has, remember this, God has a miracle for you. You know, sometimes we begin to think that the miracles are just for everybody else. We, in our own mindset, we disqualify ourselves, feeling that we're unworthy and not able to receive the victories that we watch others receive. But God is no respecter of persons, and he wants you to experience the same victories. He wants to give you a personal testimony. So you may be walking through the fire, but just like the three Hebrew children, you will not be burned, and you'll come out not even smelling like the smoke because God loves you, and he's destined victory and greatness for you. Don't forget, you can start late, you can start over, you can be unsure, and you can act different, and you can try and fail, but you can still succeed. Why is that? Because, again, God destined you for greatness. He destined you to triumph in every situation, and Christ is working on our behalf to enable us to walk in victory in every aspect of our life. Someday you won't remember the pain that you thought 
would last forever. Hallelujah. How awesome is that? Those last two quotes were from Toby Mack. He, he has amazing quotes that he puts on online. You know, and that's what the kind of people I like to follow is people that have encouraging memes and quotes and things they're putting on there that are going to encourage me and build my spirit and help build my faith. Because, you know, we face challenges in this life. We go through, we go through a lot of situations. Last night was the third session of our, our grief group. Uh, that's being taught at our campus in New Orleans. And I received great reports late last night about how God was moving. If you live in the New Orleans area or in the outlying areas and you're dealing with grief or know somebody that's dealing with grief, we invite you to join us at our campus in New Orleans at 6.30 on Monday nights. They are in a 13-week course. They've completed three. And several, not only church members are attending, we have visitors that are coming. And God's using Linda Bond to minister healing through the work and through teaching because grief is a very real thing that we deal with but the pain you're in de you've been dealing with is not going to last forever because God's destined victory for us the Bible says that weeping may endure for the, for, the, for the moment and for the nighttime, but joy is coming in the morning. Um, I want to read Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I mean, I've got, uh, looking at this uh, program here, it's got several different versions. It says, one of the versions says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you. We have to let God transform us. He's not going to for force himself on us. But when we come to him with, with a, a, a broken heart, a, a contrite spirit, we come to him saying, God, I need you in every area of my life. And I give you permission and I invite you to come in and do a work. Transform me. Transform means to change, a total change. Metamorphose, the metamorphosis process. That's that's part of that word, transform, one of the definitions for it. Let him do that work in you. You may feel like you're in the cocoon, but in the cocoon, God's doing amazing things. Don't try to burst out of that cocoon too quickly. Let God do what he needs to do in your life in this process, in this season. He's going to grow you. He's going to stretch you so that you will be equipped and ready to face every adversity that comes your way. You know, in our, in our circle, in our church, we've had people that have received some negative diagnoses, and we're praying, we're believing for great miracles. Uh, one of the men in our church was diagnosed a week ago with MS, and he went to the doctor. They, they diagnosed him. They gave him some treatments and told him that he had three lesions in his brain, but by Friday, he already was receiving improved reports. He's going back for additional uh, tests, but our church is praying and believing for a miracle. Yesterday, one of the ladies who does not attend our church, I actually think they attend Brandon's church, I'm not, our son's church in Homa, I don't know, but she wrote us last night, and she, uh, uh, you were already sleeping, and I didn't tell you about it yet today, but her daughter was diagnosed with cancer two weeks ago in the surgeries this Friday, and so she was writing me, and I was praying with her online as she was writing with me about this prayer request, believing for a total miracle. He's not a God of the impossible, he's a God of the possible, and any impossibility 
instability in your life, he's waiting for an opportunity to turn that situation around. We've got to let go and let God and trust him and put it in his hands and keep praying till we see the breakthrough and the manifestation of that breakthrough come. Prophesy, decree your victory, declare your victory over your health, over your family, over your relationships, over your finances, whatever it is that you're dealing with. He wants to work a miracle on your behalf. He loves you. He believes in you. And, he, and we're praying and we're believing for Jacqueline. I want you to know that God is going to touch her and that surgery is going to go great this Friday and that God's going to work a miracle on her behalf for his namesake. We're believing for Brooke who's struggling with the COVID-19 and she's got young children and, and she lives with parents that have health issues. And we're agreeing with you, Peggy, and we're believing for your family members that God's going to protect them. And they're going to come through this situation with a great testimony because our God is a healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've got to stop looking at the negative. I'm going to read that first quote I read once again before we transition further. Take your eyes off the negative and you will disempower it every day almost every hour of the day, negative things are hurled our way, sometimes in, from every direction in life. And we can't allow ourselves to stay in a place as believers where we are dwelling on the negative. We must remind ourselves of the greatness of our God, the power of our God, the, the love that he has for you and I, and the desire that he has to bring about transformation and victory for each and every one of us. Father, I just thank you from the onset of this broadcast for those that are watching. Father, those that are dealing with pain of any kind, Lord, we just take authority over it. We ask you to open their hearts and spirits, Father, that they would receive the word as Garland begins to bring forth teaching in a few moments. Lord, we come to you and we say we're hungry for you. Father, we're hungry for more of you and we yield to the process of transformation you're doing in our lives, in our situations. Lord, renew our minds so that we will think your thoughts and we will not see situations as they are in the natural, but we will see them through spirit eyes, Lord. We will see them with victory on the other side because you destined us for greatness. And Father, we praise you for that and we praise you for what you will yet continue to do through the remainder of this service. Lord, we lift up Brooke before you right now, Father. We lift up Jacqueline. Lord, we also... Uh, uh, lift up, oh God, uh, Marcus, Father. We lift up Denise, Father. So many that contact us. I can't remember all the names, Father, but we're believing you and we're praising you in advance, Lord, for touching them, for strengthening Vita, Father, for turning the situations around, Father, for you destined us to win. And we claim that and we decree that and we defy every lying, tormenting spirit that would come in to bring hopelessness and discouragement. And Lord, we will not live in the negative. We will not take on a mindset of a pessimist, oh God, because we can be optimistic because we know who we are because we know you. And we are, we are grafted into you, Lord, into the vine. And you live in us and you empower us, Father, to tread on serpents and scorpions and to have victory and that no sickness can harm us because we've said yes to you and we said yes that we would obey the commands that you've given us so that none of 
these diseases can overtake us, God. We praise you in advance for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, very, very, very true what you're saying here, that uh, the Word of God, when we get the Word of God inside of us and it becomes a part of us, we know who we are and we know who God is. And, and that's, I think it's very, it's vital to understand that and allow it to work inside of us. You know, as, as we look at the Word of God tonight, we're going to look at um, <clears throat> the, the walk in the Spirit. Now, we've, we've been on a series about the supernatural. And it has not been from the, from the viewpoint of, of the miracles, so much that Jesus has done, and the, the apostles and various different ones, even the, the prophets in the Old Testament, although we alluded to them, it's, it's a, a, a track that we've been on to get our lives to move into a place that we can be used in the spiritual realm, in the supernatural realm. And so what we're dealing with tonight is walking in the spirit. It's a walk of faith. <clears throat> a lot of things that we see in our world today um, brings fear. There's a lot of people, a lot of people I talk to are dealing with such fear in their life over the COVID virus, over various different things, jobs, the uncertainty of income, all of these things that, that every one of us are facing and dealing with, not just in the United States, but it's all around the world right now. Yeah. And so we're dealing with fear. Yeah. Now, the Word says that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. There's one passage that says that we, have, we haven't been given to the bondage of fear. Mm. Now, that, that when you look at it from that perspective, the bondage of fear... Bondage is something that has you bound and will not let you move where you want to move, but it has a grasp around you. It has gripped you. Bondage of fear. You know, in our life, if we allow ourselves to be turned over to the bondage of fear, then it affects our faith. So as a believer, I need to allow myself to move into a place where that Faith rules in my life. In the early church, the deacons and elders, the different ones says that we will give ourselves to the ministry of the word. Mm. We're going to give ourselves to the ministry of the word. Now, there's, there's a twofold thing that they're saying here. One is they're going to study the word day and night. They're going to give themselves to the ministry of the word and allow the ministry of the word to touch their life, to bring change to them. So ultimately, that their life can touch others to bring change in their life. And so my challenge for all of us today is we're, we're, we're wanting to take some steps to move and be able to walk in the Spirit, to be able to walk in faith, is to get into the Word of God. In all of the sessions that we've taught, uh, on Tuesday nights and some on, on Wednesday nights and even on Sundays, we, we, we allude to and go back to the studying of the Word, allowing the Word to get inside of us that we begin to grow in our faith. If we study uh, the early church, the first century church, after the Holy Spirit came upon them in Acts chapter 2, 
they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And they were endued with power from heaven. <clears throat> and when they came out of the upper room, they were, they were being accused of being drunken. People didn't understand what was going on. And others were saying from different parts of the, of the nations, they're speaking in our language. And listen to what they're saying. And so they were filled with the Holy Spirit for a witness to others. But then we find as they began to spread out throughout the world that the church was added to daily. Yes. And the church was not added to daily just because of a great message. The church was added to daily because of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit operating and working through their life that the Holy Spirit manifest himself and people were healed, even to the place that even the shadow of the apostles would pass over people that were lined up in the street waiting for their appearance and their shadow would pass over people and people were healed just getting under the shadow of the Holy Spirit, getting under the shadow of the apostles that were filled with the Holy Spirit. So our challenge, a challenge for us is to, to, to walk in the Spirit and, how to, and to understand how to walk in faith with the Holy Spirit. I have several scriptures that, that I may bring to us tonight, but it's God's will for His children to walk in the Spirit. It's God's will for you and me to walk in the Holy Spirit, yes. to walk in a level of faith knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us. Yes. That we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Now, just in our own, we, we have no ability to pray for people and expect and expect them to be healed, except having faith in the Holy Spirit that is in us, that when we do pray, that He's gonna touch their lives. But in our own power, there's no power within us that we can do as humans to heal someone but by the Holy Spirit. So, as children, we need to walk in the Spirit. The Bible has been given to teach us how to live in the Spirit. There are examples through Jesus' life, through the apostles' lives, through the disciples that's recorded in Scripture, how to live in the Spirit. Jesus, Jesus tells the disciples, if I do not go, then the Holy Spirit cannot come. So I'm going to go and I'm going to send a comforter to you. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then he gives the mm -hmm. disciples instructions <clears throat> what to do. He says, go and tarry in Jerusalem and wait there until you have received the Holy Spirit and been endued with power. I think sometimes that we, in our life, we are so uh, used to a quick drive-through experience with our meals that we think we can go to church as a quick drive-through and get everything that we need. In all reality, we need to wait upon the Lord. We need to develop a prayer life and begin to wait upon Him to move in our life. And there, there are times where that, that we're waiting 
And then he begins to reveal to us some things that we need to change. And as we begin to change those things, he begins to move in our life. It's, it's God's word that is the final authority over our life. Yes. Now, when I allow God's word to work in my life, it's not about... Mm-mm. It's not about what's happening in the world. It's what God says. What does God say about a situation? What is God saying to you about your situation and your condition? Are you, are you just listening in a certain realm that we're seeing all the issues coming our way and all the problems of life, and we're living in that arena without hearing what God says about that. You know, there, there, there are several heavens, but there are three heavens specifically that we look at. We've got one area that we live in, one area where the, the prince and the power of the air operates out of, and then the third heaven is the place where God dwells. Many people are hearing and operating out of the second heaven. They're hearing what the devil, what his desire is to do in the earth. And they bring forth a lot of negative things, a lot of things that are destructive and everything's going to hell in the handbasket. But, but they're not actually hearing from that third heaven where God's speaking. They, they push their way through to a certain point to hear in the spirit realm but they're not hearing out of the realm that they need to hear from. We need to push beyond the veil. The the word says from the time of Moses until now, there was a veil upon the hearts of man. We have to push beyond that veil so that we can hear what God has to say about a thing. We have to hear what he has to say about our situation. So God's plan from the beginning was to create man in his image, spiritually, mentally, and physically. Spiritually, mentally, and physically, we've been created in the image and in the likeness of God. That's in Genesis. And when we understand that we're created in his image, then when we get into his word and a transformation takes place in our life from the old man, you see... We were born into sin after Adam's fall. But God, in his plan, redeemed man by sending Christ into the world and shedding his blood to redeem us back into right relationship with the Father. Now, when I begin to understand that I'm in right relationship with God, then I have the right... And I have access to hear what he has to say. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect, but, it, but I go by the knowledge that I have, the word of God. And in his word is the ultimate word. Mm-hmm. And when I allow him to work in my life, we, we know that faith is the key to obtaining all the promises of God. Faith is the key. 
to obtaining all the promises, the promises that was given to Abraham and through the second covenant where Jesus comes on the scene and now we have access to that covenant. We, we obtain it by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, I want to read something to you out of, out of Hebrews chapter 11. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were made of things which do appear. I want to drop down uh, a little bit here. This, this book of Hebrews chapter 11 begins to unveil to us the, the uh, great men and women that uh, operated in a realm of faith that got them recorded in this book. It, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. In other words, they were saying, even though I'm in this world, I'm not of this world because of what I have seen in the Spirit. Even though they did not obtain the things that they saw, they still believed and still walked those things out. There, there may be things in our life that we see in the Spirit that we never obtain, mm -hmm. but we're still going forward to them. Right. And even though we may pass away in this life not obtaining that, we know that God had that there for us to have access to or our seed to have access to. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I truly believe that, that um, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he will put any hindrance in between you and the promises of God he can put there to divert you from going forward into what God has for you. I want to read out of Hebrews chapter 10 right now, verse 1. And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord and swear an oath uh, to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. Now, this tells us that there is power in what we speak. Just as a person making an oath and making a declaration, declaring a thing, has power when we release that out of our being, we have to watch what we're saying. Mm. We have to watch what we're declaring because we could receive what we're speaking mm -hmm. because God created us in his image. And when you understand how to, God created the heavens and the earth, he created it by his word, what he spoke. He spoke it into existence. Now, the same of receiving something negative is the same we can speak the word of God over our life and receive what God has ordained for us to receive. When I begin to understand his word and begin to, to, to study his word on, on a place where that, 
I can see his word operating in my life. I can declare and decree these promises that God has given me in his word over my life and over my family. Yes, yes. I have to watch what I'm saying because there is power in our words. It's almost like, Bev, that for years we were youth pastors. Yeah. And the problems that we had in, in, in dealing uh, in, in, as youth pastors were not so much the kids, right. but it was the parents. Mm -hmm. And what I would find is a lot of the parents didn't understand how to speak to their children. Mm. And they would say things like, you're never going to be anything in your life. You're never going to amount to anything. All you're ever going to be is an alcoholic like your dad. Mm -hmm. all, all you're ever going to do is fail whatever you do, just like your dad. Right. And, 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 and one of the young people came to us one day and says, you know what? I think that what they're saying is true because I can't succeed in anything. Mm. Well, what happened was their little heart was so convinced because someone was speaking that over them mm -hmm. that loved them or supposed to have loved them. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's how they were raised. Maybe that's how their mom did or their dad did. Mm -hmm. And they never mm -hmm. changed that. So as a result of it, we had young people that were struggling with the words that were spoken, spoken over their lives. Mm -hmm. And we had to go in and begin to teach these young people, I can do anything that the word says I can do. I can have anything that the word says I can have. And I am mm -hmm. who God says I am. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a believer, I have to find out what the word of God says about me and what it says in his promises that are for me. Jesus says, I didn't come to condemn the world, but I've come to redeem the world. Yes, thank you, Lord. In other words, he paid the price for your redemption. Mm. When, you go, when you go through the, a grocery store, you put stuff in your basket, you get to the cashier, you put it out on the, on the counter, it rolls down that little uh, uh, conveyor belt, and the, the cashier is is shooting it with that uh, code gun and, or, or scanning it as they're going by. And before you can take it out of the store, you have to redeem it. In other words, you have to pay for it that it now becomes yours. Jesus Christ redeemed us yes, with his blood. Yes. And now when we accept that and believe that, we have become his. So now the word tells, tells me I am heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. Yes. Which means that I have full access by allowing Christ to be Lord over my life. I have full access to everything that's in heaven by virtue of Jesus Christ redeeming me from my sins. I think that's pretty powerful. Especially when we're going through troubled times. Mm -hmm especially when somebody is sick in their body, especially when we're dealing with financial issues or, or, or we're dealing with fear, we're dealing with anxiety, we're dealing with life issues. Mm -hmm. And sometimes life is just not fair. If, you, if you've lived in any period of time, any length of time, you realize that life sometimes just not fair. Well, we got problems in life. And it's almost like you have bitter and sweet that comes together 
And when we're looking at that, we want the sweet, but we don't want the bitter. But when you start intermingling the bitter and the sweet together, it starts forming character inside of your life that you're able to minister to others that have needs in their life because out of the bitter comes the sweet. Out of the hardships of life comes wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of how to overcome obstacles if we keep our heart right with God. God will walk with us. He'll talk with us through every problem and every issue that we have or that we may be facing or, or going through. We need to believe that these promises, that they can manifest themselves in our life as we walk by faith and not by sight. Here's a question. Are you walking by faith or are you walking by what you see in the natural? Faith is walking blindly through some things. You might not see what you're needing in your hands, but faith says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. Yes. No matter what I'm going through, I have to be settled in knowing that God is walking with me through those circumstances. And as long as I'm walking with him, he's going to bring me through that problem. I love the story about the blind man that was in a city. The disciples brought Jesus into the city, and, and the city rejected him. I don't like that part, but they rejected him. And as they're leaving the city... They bring a blind man to Jesus. And Jesus turns and spits in his eyes, prays for the man, and says, tell me what you see. And the man says, I see men walking as trees. Now, right there, we understand that that is a distorted view, that men really don't look like trees but he had a distorted view of in his vision. And a lot of times when we're looking at our circumstances or looking at the conditions in our life, we have a distorted view. I was talking to someone the other day, and I was telling him, look, 90% of the things we worry about never comes about mm -hmm. because our imagination, our thoughts begin to eat, with a, eat at us, and it begins to tell us things that we don't need to hear but yet we buy into it, and as a result of it, we have fears that come in. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this takes place? 90% of the things that we worry about never come about. Right. When I'm walking in faith, when I'm walking according to the Word of God, it really doesn't matter what's going on around me. What matters is what I have in here. And when I have the Word of God inside of me, I can overcome every obstacle that is on the outside of me. You see, what's important is not what's on the outside, but what's on the inside. Amen. I read a book um, by a gentleman by the name of, um, what's his name, Sam Chan. And he says, change your culture 
and change your everything. Mm -hmm. Now, a culture is how we were raised. It's developed, a, developed how we think in our life. But really what he's saying here is, if I can change the way I think, I really have the potential of changing everything around me. If I keep thinking that the whole world is against me, if I keep thinking that everything's falling apart, if I keep thinking and dwelling on these things instead of dwelling on the things of God, then I'm going to get discouraged and I'm going to enter into a place of depression. But if I think on these things, the word said, think on these things. What sort of things are good? What sort of things are wholesome? What sort of things are true? Think on the, what, what sort of things are lovely? Think on these things. I have to change the way I think. And the best thing to think on is the Word of God. This is why in the early church, the elders, the deacons of the church says we're going to give ourselves to the ministry of the Word. And not just talking about going out in the streets and ministering people as, as uh, from the Word of God, but they're actually saying also that they're going to give themselves to the studying of the word so that they can be effective in ministering to people. Amen. Now, if they were, if they were giving themselves to studying the word in order to be able to minister to people, don't you know that they had an edge over the problems that they were facing? In order to be able to minister to someone it's good for us to be over the issues that are coming against us. Right. But when we start ministering out of love to people, then a lot of times the things that we're dealing with, God begins to intercept and begins to deal with himself. Faith is the confident assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the assurance and the confidence of things hoped for and yet not seen. Amen. So I can have hope for tomorrow that my tomorrow is going to be better than my today. If I'm, if I'm sick in my body, faith says with assurance and confidence that my tomorrow, even though today I can't really see my tomorrow and all the symptoms are there, but tomorrow by faith is going to be a better day than what I have today, mm -hmm. and I'm going to see it manifest in my life. Mm -hmm. Getting into the Word of God now puts me in a position that I can have faith in His Word, and His, His Word is the ultimate word that I need in my life. Because we've made conscious decisions to obey that natural realm, which is the choice of the flesh rather than almighty God, we, we suffer with depression. We suffer with many different things that we, we don't need in our life. And I believe that many times Christians are living beneath the privilege that God has given them to live in. So this is so because we've made a conscious decision to obey the natural realm. However, however, when we decide, 
when we decide to walk by faith, believing the report of the Lord, we move into God's supernatural world and allow his provisions to manifest in our life. This is where he rewards those who diligently seek him. Believing God's report is a decision of the spirit, soul, your mind, and your will, and emotions, and your body. He's created us to be like him in his image, in his likeness, body, soul, and spirit, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And when I get the word of God in me, I make a choice that I'm going to serve him mentally, emotionally, yes. and in my body. And now I become a temple of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit can dwell in me. This is where he rewards those that diligently seek him. Believing God's report is a decision of the spirit, soul, and body. We have to make the, the, make the quality decisions to have faith in God's ability to fulfill his promise. Do you believe he's going to fulfill his promise in your life? Bev said earlier in the, in the program here that many times we have faith for others, but it's hard for us to muster faith for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when we indulge in the word of God, and we begin to understand who we are, yes. then we begin to develop faith. We begin to develop faith that believes God's word, not just for someone else, but for our life also. And I pray that this, this word challenges you. I, I pray that tonight's message um, gets a hold of you and causes some change. I want to read a, just a few scriptures here in Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse 2, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision down, make it plain upon tables, that, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though I tarry, wait for it, because I will surely come and I will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. I'm going to tell you, when we live by faith, you can't go wrong. God has a vision for every one of us. He has a purpose for every one of us. And when we allow his word to prevail in our life, we begin to see change working in and through our life. Just a, just a couple more scriptures here. In Acts chapter 6, I want to go in verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is, not, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And, saying, and, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith 
chapter 7 or 6? In chapter 6, I'm sorry. Full of faith uh, and of the Holy Ghost. It goes on and tells the different ones that are there. Acts chapter 6, verse 2 okay. through verse 5. Okay. When we're full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost, something is going to happen. Something is going to change in our life and change around our life. Now I'm going to go to Acts chapter 11, and just one verse here, verse 7. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. You know, when I look at that, we, we need to devour the Word of God. Now, this is talking a whole, whole different thing of what a vision and all this of what Peter is looking at and seeing. But if we devour the Word and bring it into our life, it's going to bring joy. It's going to bring peace. It's going to bring his kingdom on a level that we have never encountered before. Now, I do believe this. I do believe that we're in troubled times. I mean, you don't have to be a prophet to tell that right now. We're in troubled times all around us. We've got, we've got issues in this world. We're going to have issues all the way through the election time. We're in a battle right now that's not just a political battle. This is a spiritual battle that we're in, that we need to see God's hand begin to move and usher his spirit into this world for a change in this world. I believe that we're going to see great things begin to take place, but it's almost as though that there is a bitter, sweet combination we're going to see things that are rough, and we're going to see God's hand move. We're going to see things that we're disappointed in, but we're going to see God's hand perform miraculous and begin to change some issues. We're, we're, we're in a spiritual conflict and a spiritual collision right now. And we're seeing the manifestation of spiritual issues in the world right now. This is the time that the church needs to walk in faith and in power of the Holy Spirit. This is not a time to play church. This is time to be the church. This is a time for people to earnestly begin to pray, seek the face of God, and devour his word so the promises of God are not only in our life, but it manifests itself through our life as we begin to minister to others. So tonight is just a simple teaching, but I want all of us to grab a hold of the word, devour it, get the promises in us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word says that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. When you look at that one verse there, God's not giving us a spirit of fear. Well, where is it coming from? Well, that spirit of fear is coming from the enemy. It's not coming from God. God, God is a, a God of peace. He's a God of joy. He's a God that loves us and cares for us. Now, he is a God of judgment. But but what we're dealing with here is fear in this world. 
Now that next part says he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love. I don't see a whole lot of love going on in the world right now. I see every time we turn on the television, there's a lot of hatred that's being manifest. But God gives us love. And as believers, we need to love one another. Then it says power. Power. That word power begins to bring demonstration through our life that we have the ability to overcome every obstacle. We have the ability to overcome hatred. We have the ability to overcome unforgiveness. We have the ability, we have the power to overcome strongholds in our life if we study, if we pray, and we put God first in our life. The word says, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then would hear from heaven, and then He'll heal our land. Folks, we need our land healed. And I pray for you tonight that God would stir something inside of you, that you become hungry for God, that you begin to pray and seek his face and allow whatever area of life that you need to turn loose of, that he gives you the power to turn it loose and do his will and work his word through your life. You know, earlier, Bev was naming names of people that were, were calling in and writing in for prayer, prayer requests. And, and if you need prayer, I, I, I want you to write, go to our website and, and, and write to us for prayer. Tell us what your prayer needs are. And we're going to give it to our intercessors. We're going to pray over it. And we're just going to believe God for a miracle. And, we, and, and we're wanting to hear God's miracles working in through, through people's lives. And when you have a miracle and you testify of the miracle, it helps other people's faith begin to grow. Amen. If God could do it for them, he could do it for me. That's right. The word says he's no respecter of persons. Right. But what we have to do is get in the right place, pray the right things, and begin to understand his word and stand on his word and let your faith begin to grow. I was talking to a young man at, in our church in New Orleans, and, and he's dealing with some reports from the doctor. And he says, you know what? This is going to be a testimony. He said, what kind of testimony is it that's, that God heals me from the common cold? Wow. That was faith talking right there. Mm -hmm. Even though he's in the middle of a storm, he's saying, God's going to bring me through this and I'm going to have a testimony of what God has done in my life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear great things come out of his life as God heals his body Amen. and redeems him. Amen. Amen. You know, God's been speaking to me for about the past 20 minutes, but I didn't want to interrupt the teaching. And there's somebody by the name of Cindy who's watching this broadcast. I know that tonight we're on numerous platforms. This is our first time we're on Instagram Live in addition to um, we, we've uh, been on Periscope a few times. We're on Periscope right now, YouTube and Facebook, and I don't even know where all we're on right now. But somebody by the name of Cindy's watching, and you have a decision that is pressing on you. Anxiety has been overwhelming you. The decision that you make is not only going to affect your destiny, but the destiny of your children. 
And that pressure has been racking you and making you so stressed out. And I want to tell you that God has put your name and this situation on my heart for us to come into agreement and pray with you. And if you will put God first, if you will seek him, he's going to show you exactly what you need to do and the steps you need to take in this decision. He is not only concerned about you, but he's concerned about your seed. Everything that we encounter in this life is really not about us, but it's about our seed. My husband was reading a verse a few moments ago in Acts chapter 7, I mean 6, and he was talking about how they were looking for seven men who were full of the Holy Ghost. And I thought, oh God, when you're looking, you know, there's a passage in the Old Testament that says that God searched to and fro trying to find just one, just one that would stand up and he found none. Let us be those vessels that your Holy Spirit can flow through to touch the lives of others. The Holy Spirit speaking right now. There's several people he's been speaking to me about in situations in the last few minutes. Cindy, I want you to know that I'm connecting my faith with you. Father, in the name of yes. Jesus, we break the anxiety, the panic attacks, and the stress that has been on Cindy's life. We ask you, Father, even to give her wisdom about the voices she's entertaining. Lord, may she entertain the voices that you have assigned to speak to her in a support role. Father, and may she listen most and foremost to you, to your Holy Spirit, and to know that when she sets her mind, that she goes forth in boldness and confidence, Father, that nothing will cause her to, to trip along the way, because God, you have destined, you have a destiny for her and for her seed. And Father, we defy the work of the enemy. Right now I'm speaking to a man and you've got a partner in business and you have been concerned about some of the decisions that your partner has been engaging in. And God wants you to rely on him. He will bring exposure to everything that needs to be exposed. And if you will allow uh, uh, the temperance, you know, the fruit of the spirit, allow the temperance, the long suffering, the patience of the Holy Spirit to work in you, then you will be able to handle this the right way and not in the flesh. God will show you. God will give you the plan. He cares about every aspect of our life, everything yeah. that pertains to us. There is another individual watching right now and you are suffering so bad in your back and you've received a diagnosis, it appears that you're facing surgery for your back. It's, it's not just a common back pain that we all deal with on a daily basis. I'm always asking Garland, can you, you know, mash right there or hit that pressure point or whatever. It's not like that. This is something that you've been to the doctor and it appears that you may have to have surgery. And Father, right now we come into agreement. Lord, you are the creator of mankind. You are the creator of all things. And we cancel this diagnosis, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak that you would, would 
re release doctors that would give the proper care to this individual, Lord. And Father, that you would guide them and order their steps. Jesus, you're our healer and we're believing you for healing. We're believing you for a miracle yeah. and that they would not even have to go through that surgery in the name of Jesus, yes. Lord, because you are greater than every diagnosis that we receive. Lord, you are greater than every physical affliction that comes our way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over, over the, the panic and anxiety as Garland began to speak tonight and he was hitting on fear and you were beginning to tell me there are many, there are many that are watching that are plagued with panic and anxiety attacks, which are so gracious to be there for your family the way. And so, Father, we come in agreement right yeah. now. Every individual who is struggling with panic and anxiety and Father, that one that has been, uh, that is facing some legal issues um, that they're having to go to court regarding some legal issues of some charges that have come against them. Lord, you dropped into my spirit that song that was written by a great anointed songwriter, Jaron Davis, that Jesus dropped the charges. He dropped the charges. God's going to drop the charges in the name of Jesus. You were accused falsely and God is going to drop the charges. God is a God of justice. And when we do wrong, that we have to pay for the consequences of our actions. But there are times that people are unjustly charged with things. But God, I mean, I heard that song probably 20 minutes ago. It just came in my head. I could just hear it. Man, I wanted to start swaying. Like when I was directing the choir, we were singing that song. He dropped the charges. Jesus dropped the charges. You begin to decree that. You begin to declare that. And when you go into court, there's going to be a turnaround in that situation that's going to blow not only your mind, but the mind of people in the legal system that are going to be in that room, that are going to be hearing that testimony, whether it's done by a Zoom or a teleconferencing court. I don't know that or whether it's going to be an in-person court, but I know what God said. God told me that somebody is about to have some charges dropped off their life. I don't know if you feel what we're feeling right here and there's yeah. some that are here with us in the building with us. The Holy Spirit's moving. The supernatural's moving. I, I've been asking God, God, let your spirit speak. Let your spirit flow through us to charge and to change lives, God. I ask you right now that you would deal. There's somebody in your name begins with P. I don't know if it's a male or a female, but you've been asking God for divine intervention about some family situations. And I can see a capital P as your name, at the beginning of your name. And right now, I'm, I, we're, we're coming together in agreement with you that God is going to minister to your family. I, I encourage you, I admonish you that you don't get in the way of what God's doing. Let him do the work. He does all things well, and he's going to handle it in a perfect manner that you and I can allow our own emotions to get caught up in the middle of it, and, and, and we can mess up what God's doing. Trust him. Oh, that's such a hard thing to do sometimes because we're creatures that want to take control of the situations, but if you trust him, rely on him, he's going to work the situation out. Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop the warfare. Fair. Don't stop interceding. Keep believing and let God do what he desires to do. Father, we just thank you, Lord. I, I mean, he I does. keep just hearing things, I mean, the, uh, of people that are praying, people that are believing. There's somebody you're having a problem with your um, left eye. 
and uh, and God God's wanting to that's left. Uh, minister to that right now and, and bring healing to you. Lord, I don't know what that problem is, but God, right now, we just take authority over it. Lord, we ask you that their vision would be perfect, oh God, that if, if uh, infection would not be there, would not be manifest in that situation, God, and that you would minister healing to that eye. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that's flowing. I just ask you, if you're watching tonight and the things that I've been calling out, you say, well, you know what? I've got a friend that I believe that word was for that friend. They need this broadcast. Forward it to them. Talk to them. Encourage them. Teach them how to come into agreement with what God's saying. When we come into agreement with the word of God, with the scriptures no. of God, with the prophetic words of God as they are declared, things change. Mountains move. The earth shakes. God does amazing things when we line up and come into alignment with what God is speaking. Amen. Amen. It's good. You know, if that's, if, if what she's called out, if that is you, why don't you write us and let us know and uh, let us know uh, what God is doing in your life. Amen. I believe, I believe that the prognosis that you have received is not final. Amen. That God's Amen. changing some things. Yes, and yes, pull yes, you out yes. Of circumstances, situations that you're in. Amen. And change your life. Your life is about to be turned around. Now, faith comes by hearing. Yes. Hearing by the word of God. You just, you just heard a word of God right there. Now, let that begin to develop your faith. Then get into, get into his written word. Begin to study it. Allow the word to get in you and become alive and begin to give you strength to overcome every obstacle that's there. Amen. You know, we, we love you and we appreciate each one of you. And we're praying for you. Yes, we are. If you have a prayer request, please write us. Let us know so we can join in and pray with you and believe God to restore, to rebuild, to bring new into your life. The times that we're living in are difficult. Times that we're going through right now is a strain on our faith mm -hmm. fear on every channel i'm talking about newscasts if you sit there and watch it very long if you're not watching if you're not paying attention fear can grip a hold of your heart we don't need fear in this time we need faith in this time let faith arise inside of you and let the word of god prevail over your life and watch what god will do Amen. Watch what God will do in your life. Yes. He's not come to condemn the world, but he's come to redeem us. Mm -hmm. And as believers, we're redeemed. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. doesn't mean that we're perfect. I heard somebody say, well, I, I don't want to go to church because it's full of hypocrites. Well, mm -hmm. let, me, let me give you this response. You can go to church with hypocrites and go to heaven with them, or you can... Stay with hypocrites and go to hell with them too. Either way, mm. you're around hypocrites <laughs> all over the place, whether yeah. they're in church or not in the church. Why is it that church gets a bad tag about hypocrites? It's because people think everybody in church needs to be perfect. Well, let me give you some, a news flash. Not everybody in church is perfect. I don't know of anybody in church that's perfect. The only perfect one that I know is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We're all on a mission to change our lives. 
we're all trying to perfect ourselves, which means that we all have flaws. Yes. Get in a church that can love you, that can teach you the word, and keep you in their prayers. You know, many people that are watching that um, just to, to make our program a little bit better and be able to reach different places, uh, then also our church or our churches or, or in this pandemic like everybody else, and we have light bills and everything else. And it may be that God put on your heart to uh, send a, a little bit of love gift to us or something. <laughs> I remember uh, Prophet Blake used to say, get you an envelope and slip a little love gift in there, you know? What a great man he was. But, but you know what? You can help in giving. If, this, if the word is ministered to you today, why don't you... Why don't you give something today and, and plant some seed in the ministry and watch what God will do in your life as you begin to plant. The word says, give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall he cause men to give unto your bosom. I'm so honored to see that our dear friend Bishop, um, the, the Rollins are watching, you know. Um, Buck. Buck and uh, Burl Rollins, hey. we love you all so much and miss you guys. Think of you often with fond memories. We appreciate your labor. Uh, we're co-laborers together. You, you up in Maryland and us down here in, in South Louisiana. Well, we love you guys and um, appreciate yeah, you. Do. Have such great respect for you. Um, and I just wanted to mention that before we close. Great people. <laughs> great people in, in Maryland. We love you guys and appreciate you. And uh, every time that uh, Verl has come and and ministered. She's uh, raised the roof a little bit mm -hmm. in the house. She's so awesome. Mm -hmm. We love you guys and appreciate y'all. And we just want to, uh, one scripture I, I looked up, it kept going with what you were saying. It'll just be a minute. And I put it in the stream of notes. Um, and this is so cool. Tonight, if you were watching on YouTube, and many of you were, um, I was checking out between the two, some of the platforms. Uh, you were able to see all the comments on Facebook as well, so we're able to see different ones that are tuning in. It was very cool. But um, first, uh, thanks a, a million thanks to Joshua and Bethany. Yeah. We couldn't do this without them. God's put it in their heart to help us uh, amp up our media ministry, and they have spent untold hours helping us work and get things and research and find the right programs. And so today we started with a brand new streaming uh, program, platforms that, that it's enabled us to be on all these platforms and we're going to be able to reach more people. We're super excited about it. Um, but 1 Corinthians 16, 20 says, for ye are bought with a price. And I kept thinking that every time you were talking about being redeemed, you're, we have been bought with a price. Wow. That's just so awesome. You know, we are valuable to God. What a price he paid mm -hmm. because of the depths of the love. His love knows no limits. And, and he's reached down to touch you and I, and he gave his best for us. We, we are worth something. We have great worth. We have great value. We love you, and uh, I, I'll let him close us out. And, and thanks again for being with us. Tomorrow night we'll be here again. Pastors Josh and Beth are with us, and that, that duo, they have such a prophetic edge on them, and they charge us, and the prophetic gets going, and it's awesome. We really enjoy the opportunity and so grateful for the ministry team and, and, and family that God has blessed us with. And we're glad for you as our extended family that you're here with us. So tomorrow night, there's no telling what's going to come out on the program. We always have fun on Wednesday nights. It's great. 
the four of us get in here and we start firing off and and uh, we go deeper and deeper with it. So join us tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to have a great time. We love you. We appreciate you. We're praying for you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. And remember this. God, God has a, a miracle, miracle for, for you. you.